actually live on YouTube and broadcasting to Facebook and Twitter as well, fellas. This is Sports Cards Live After Hours, Saturday night, August the 26th, 2023. Welcome, everybody, to the show. We'll let a few of you trickle in. We got some people with us now. Welcome back. If you joined me and our guests on episode 197 of Sports Cards Live, just that ended just 10, 15 minutes ago, had a great episode with the fellas from GM10. Want to thank them for coming on the show and taking us through their app and what it is. And a really neat tie-in here uh, with EJ, who is one of the founders of the Burbank Card Show. And EJ, I mean, GM10 is doing your interactive map. That's really cool. Also want to welcome Joe back. Joe's been a, a fixture on After Hours when we do it, which isn't all that often, but want to welcome Joe. Welcome back, buddy. Good to see you. EJ, what, tell us a bit, EJ, first of all, just to have a bit of a, a continuity between the show I just did with Matt and Frankie from GM10 and now bringing you on from Burbank Card Show. Uh, what what are you looking to what are you what are you excited about the GM10 is bringing to the Burbank Card Show this time? I mean, simply put, I was going to comment on the last episode, the very last end, that one of the biggest formulas of having a successful startup is truthfully not necessarily the startup in itself, but the people that are in that startup. And I just feel like Frank, Matt, and the crew—they're just great people, and we all know that. In a world where it's very financially driven, very transactional driven in, in the sense of business, I feel like the relationships factor is such a big deal. And just that factor of being good human beings. And man, Matt, Frankie, they're just great folks. I just saw them a few hours ago at Collecticon and <laughs> just great energy all the time, man. And that's that's what I'm all about is being able to work and collaborate with guys like that and of, of course their company gem 10 we're really really excited to introduce this interactive map i myself am selfishly excited because it's gonna really really help us drive communication within our guests also give visibility towards our dealers our sponsors and just overall just create a better atmosphere for the experience of the show yeah that's pretty awesome joe you caught some of that last episode, I believe, saw you in the comments. Always nice to see your name pop up in the comments there. But uh, did you know? I want to say my takeaway, but I'm not going to put mine in there. What did you have any takeaways from from the GM10 episode that we just did? Anything stick out to you? Did you go download the app? Uh, did you already have the app? All of the above, yeah. I mean, just like EJ said, Frankie and Billman, they're awesome. Um, their their energy is infectious and. Um, I think like you, I, I, I just finally met them in real time uh, at the Mint in Vegas. And I mean, Frankie is just he's so effusive. You can feel his his uh, excitement um, emanating out of him. And then uh, Billman and I had gotten to know each other on Clubhouse uh, through the months and uh, actually talked a lot about football. Billman didn't really he, he, he kind of kept it on the low, but he he's quarterback and you know, fringe professional level. So he, um, he knows a lot about football um, and, you know, his entrepreneurial world. I didn't really know about his acting, so that's cool. But uh, right. the thing, the thing that came for me um, during the show was I did, I had already downloaded the app, but I'd forgotten my password. So I had, had to do a reboot. And when I got in, um, first thing I did was I went to the Burbank show layout 
And I was just stunned at how massive it looks and how organized it looks. Everything seems very intuitive and simplified. I didn't go to the national, but I heard it wasn't exactly intuitive to get around there. And what I'm noticing about the Burbank floor plan, um, as shown in um, GM10, uh, is that it's it probably is much more um, easy to know where you're at and kind of find your bearings. So that that was one takeaway for me. Right on, no doubt. Uh, so EJ, first of all, let's say hello to Jeff McMahon. Good to see you, pal. The professor says that it's interesting. The national management had a contract for MAP for 2023, and it was not interactive at all. And that would have been under the old national management team, the new national management team. I think we'll see new things from uh, definitely. And the professor says this looks like Joe's at least fifth SCL after hours appearance. Yeah, you're probably right, uh, the professor. You're probably right. Joe's been on with with us a few times. So EJ, I want to listen. I'm so pumped for next weekend. I cannot wait. I'm going to fly in on Thursday, so I'm not going to be there on Wednesday for setup. I land at LAX, I think, at about 20 after 4. I'm going to find my way to the Anaheim Convention Center. Hope to get there, you know, with a couple hours to spare for the night. I cannot wait to get there and just see the expansiveness of it. I want to, I want to ask you, like, I've been to both Burbank shows so far, so I have some context, but this is the first time you're doing it at the Anaheim Convention Center. So it's going to be basically a brand new show for an attendee. You know, yes, we've got the same management team, but it's going to be a whole new thing, right? So I want to, I want to know what, what, like a couple of things, like, first of all, if you were to describe the Burbank show to somebody who wasn't there, how would you do it? The upcoming one, but also for those of us that have been to the first two, what can we expect to be different this time outside of how much bigger it's going to be? Right. Well, for someone that's never been to any Burbank show, I like to kind of put myself in that position as well. Whenever I run my respective shows is I don't really put myself in a position of a Jeremy Lee or Joe guys that are in the inn. Right. I, I put myself in a position of someone who may have interest in sports cards, but kind of has that one fit in the door, one foot out the door. Maybe his only recollect of sports cards is watching the golden show on Netflix. Right? So the way I would put it as is if you have any sort of enjoyment in sports in general, and you have a interest in seeing valuable collectibles and you're a collector of some sort, I feel like the Burbank card show is that kind of bridge to anyone that is any form of level whether high end low end mid tier i just feel like it's the perfect place to go regardless of what level of collector you are as long as you are in interest of sports right and then on top of that for those of you guys that are fortunate enough to make the first two shows it's simply put it's 10 times the size of our first show and Jeremy, you know, Jeremy, you're taller than most of us. You're taller than 95% of us in the hobby. And I'm sure you were towering folks, but you were also probably doing one of these at times, right? And this yeah. time around, you're seeing the evolution of the growth. And I, I, would, I would be very disrespectful if I had took all that credit. Our team has done an incredible job. Jay, our logistics director, has done an incredible job with just 
tying that in and and we're solving problems along the way. And I think for you guys to experience that from the first two shows to now the third show with the added uh, added square footage, the much added square footage, I'm really, really excited for you guys to experience that. Because like what you said, Jeremy, for those that it's a new show, well, for us as well, it's a new show. It's a new venue. It's a new adaptation of a card show, right? And this time around, it's new for us because now we have that opportunity to do things that we probably couldn't have done the first two shows so for those of you guys that are thinking about going man i definitely would highly recommend going would you say you know i'm thinking about families if this is in anaheim it's at the anaheim convention center it's very close to disneyland i i understand it's basically across the street from disneyland are you guys like your team you jay and rob and, and your and your staff are you guys approaching this event at all as a family destination like come with your families and and if and and if so, what are you doing? What what is there going to be at the show to make it comfortable for a family? Right. So you know, of course, no secret. Literally a block away from Disneyland, right? That's number one. We're not going to. We don't even have to say anything else after that. That's Disneyland. I'm sure most folks, uh, especially there's a few folks. I'm sure Jeff Sports Card Investor has already made it known. He's bringing his whole family. They're doing Disneyland and they're doing Burbank. There was even a meme out there by Lamine James that also said, "Hey, look, we're going to Disneyland, but realistically, we're we're going for the Burbank Card Show." So Disneyland is pretty much a closed subject, done deal. We're going to Disneyland, right? But as far as everything else within the show, we've added some extra extra tier bonuses that aren't just any type of card shows we've we've added lounges to the show which is very big for me because i'm a bigger set guy so i like to sit down at times and just relax right um so the lounge area is awesome we have a few great sponsors on top of that and of course we have some sponsors of course tag grading jeremy shout out to your team at tag man these guys if you guys don't know tag comes in with these crazy activations and and um, I'm not gonna not gonna I'm not gonna say it yet, but I mean tag is always the innovation status when it comes to activations, and to a point that it's an experience. And so we're we're adding more experiences with the show, and those experiences are catered a lot towards the kids, the next generation. So we're gonna have a kids trade zones Friday and Sunday. Uh, at the sports card investor booth, eBay is going to have their own installation for the kids. Of course, we have the lounge areas that I already talked about with different arcades. I'm a big gamer myself, so I'm going to be hanging out at the ar uh, arcade section. So if any of you guys want some uh, Marvel versus Street Fighter, you guys can come see me there. But also, we'll have different kids events, and of course, our kids trade day, our famous kids trade day, led by Stephanie Mama Breaks, which. I'm looking at our ticket roster right now, Jeremy. And by the way, it's free for kids 12 and under. And we're pretty much at near capacity on that one. So we're going to have to figure out another way of, of kind of uh, utilizing our staff to make sure that the kids have that time. But as far as a full family fun adventure, there's going to be a lot of space to make sure that it's comfortable for these families, right? Uh, most, of the, most of the moms, the moms are the true heroes of our hobby because not only do they have to deal with the husbands uh, dealing sports cards, some of these kids are now getting into sports cards, right? So um, that, that necessary outside of just a typical norm card show, we're going to have our concessions, which last year, last, last year, last show, we we're, we're very shameful to say this, but we ran out of food. The the the, the Ontario Convention Center ran out of food, I and so we were like, now this time we're like, you know what? Let's get enough food for at least three x the amount of people. And this was the show, Jeremy, especially for us, where we're blessed enough to not only have that capital to 
to, to not just, you know, a lot of people, there's a misconception that there's guys that I like to call pocket watch, right? And there's guys that look at it and be like, well, look, Burbank sold a thousand tables times that by 600. Wow, these guys are making a ton of money. But what they don't understand is the amount of money that goes into actually running these shows. Number one, we're in Anaheim, California. And Anaheim, California, if you guys do not understand, is one of the most affluent cities in the country. It's expensive. So it doesn't change when it comes to renting convention space. Number two, the cost of the added bonus. Most people just think it's the renting of the convention. No, it's not. That's one half. The other half is actually getting the exponential system behind that, right? So you're talking about staffing. You're talking about permits. You're talking about dealing with the city. And we're very... We're very fortunate of that. Yes, you know, we're it may have hurt our bank accounts and our PLs, but I've said this on previous interviews and, and and publicly is we're not ashamed of the fact that we invest highly on safety. And to be able to not only have private security, but also have the partnerships with the Anaheim PD. And it shows off to where that's how important it is to where we're seeing it on a sense of look, we're thinking of families. We're not really thinking of the guy that's just bringing, you know, his millions of dollars in cards. Yes, we do have that thought. But at the end of the day, we're really thinking about, look, there's families that are coming to these shows. There's families that spending their 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 moments each other to go to our show. Let's make sure that safety is out of is out of that question. Right. And to a point where it's like, what am I going to do? to have the most fun at the Burbank Car Show. And that's kind of where I'm at when it comes to uh, families and the importance of uh, putting a lot of effort into these shows. Right, yeah, I love it. But you know what, I'm gonna go back to when you started speaking, you said arcade. And my initial question for guys like me and Joe, will there be a Ms. Pac-Man machine? Can you make sure you have Ms. Pac-Man at, at high speed? Because I can then get my name on the high score if, it, if it's high speed, Ms. Yeah, Pac-Man. okay, okay. I got to I got to I got to talk to the finance team to see if we could get some Ridge Racer, see if we could get some Space Invaders. Maybe we'll get there. Joe looks more like a um, a a um, a Dig Dug fan. I, I yeah. Cali, Cali Dream and uh, Dig Dug Hubert. Joe, man. Miss so, Hubert. Hubert. Yeah, exactly. Hubert. Yeah. So um, I was more Space Invaders on that side. But, you know, we'll, we'll see if we can make a, a Miss Pac-Man Jeremy Lee collab uh, coming on Ooh. and see if anyone could beat your score. Love it. Love it. Could I ask a quick question of EJ? I mean, um, just not to interrupt or anything, but um, this has been on my mind because I noticed it from the first show to the second show that um, obviously there was more people and and there were more um, collectors from um, the Pacific Rim who had flown over. And then in hearing Rob talk about it, you know, the, the proximity to Disneyland um, as possibly another attraction for people who are making a serious trip across the pacific ocean to attend both a card show and you know have a little slice of of southern california you know disneyland and and lifestyle and culture do you have any way or um any sensibilities about how this show is um doing in terms of attracting the you know asian collector community sure and, and it's no secret that the west coast is uh well, number one i'm asian Right. So I'm a proud Filipino. That's number one. But also, um, it's no secret that the West Coast is very Asian driven when it comes to sports cards. Right. So um, especially on the high end basketball side of spectrum. Right. So our, our first show, we had folks that actually stayed from the national to stay in three more weeks for the Burbank card show. The first show 
which is wild to me because there was no concept of the Burbank card show at the first time. So they were just kind of going by our word, our, our, our pod. I remember Jeremy had a podcast where it's like, you know, what's what, like, what's to expect of the Burbank card show. And I'm sure those guys were probably just kind of going off like, you know what? We're expecting it to be a good show. While I'm the one that's running it, I'm just like, man, I really just hope that we have enough water for everyone, right? Um, the second show was very, very heavy, not just on the Pacific Rim, but also we we had a a good amount of European um, mm. European collectors, especially in Germany. Um, yep. Germany, I know we had folks from Australia. Shout out Cherry Collectibles, their team came out, um, which was which was very. And I don't mean to say this to put us down, but it was very surprising to me, right? But at the same time, um, the hobby's growing, right? These are these are these are folks that don't necessarily have anything of this multitude at in their respective countries, right? So being able to, I feel like we're giving Disneyland too much credit here, but um, but Disneyland is an added bonus, right? So this third show, we not only attracted. I'm very proud to say this. Canada, shout out to my man Jeremy Lee here. I talked to Carlos Slugger, Sluggers 55 today and Carlos was our first Canadian dealer. Right. And Carlos pulls me aside today and Carlos goes, Hey, how, how many Canadian dealers do you have at this show? And I had to check my phone and just kind of like pinpoint it out a little bit. And it was about 14 folks from Canada, Canadian dealers coming to our show, uh, not wow. including Jeremy Lee or Karn, <laughs> but 14 Canadian dealers at our show. And that, to me, that shows the importance of growing a platform, of growing a space, because selfishly, yes, I'm trying to grow this, and our team's trying to grow this for Southern California. We're trying to grow this for California. We're trying to go this for the, the regional route, the West Coast, right? But it's also one of those where maybe the folks that may not have an opportunity to go to a national for whatever reason and may miss it, like like yourself, Joe, right? Yep. Why not have that opportunity to make it to something that could could have that potential of an experience as well, right? And I felt like I had to change that. The first show was very, oh, well, we needed to have more vintage dealers, right? And I was more fixated on attracting the East Coast. That was my marketing strategy was let's get SGC involved. You know, we're mm-hmm. going to attract some – some vintage guys and, 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 you know, let's try to get some of the biggest key guys in the East coast. And every time I would try to attract these guys, I've realized, you know, most of these guys are stuck in their ways and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But the market that I saw that we should pivot to was international was that pivot. And that was so strong for us. We have a, we have a company called card hobby that, that is a very strong name in Asia. We have another company called Gotham Cards, which the, the the partners are based in Thailand. We we have we have we have another dealer that's that's based in Korea. We had another dealer that's based in Hong Kong, and and these are guys that are great dealers. They're not just there to you know buy. <laughs> They're there to also really sell their cards. They're also looking to push inventory, and it it takes more than one show to do that. If you're looking to really move your stuff outside of just a typical norm. And, and that's, that was one thing we were very blessed to have. And, and of course that's an extension of the Burbank sports cards brand, you know, Burbank sports card brand. We all I'm sure have bought from Burbank sports cards and all you're seeing it. I've had folks where they're from like, they're from like the Philippines and 
all they think about is Burbank sports. They, 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 they've never even been familiar with Burbank, the city. They've just been familiar with Burbank sports cards, right? So that's kind of the biggest thing when it comes to the branding opportunities where it's becoming the next steps of – sorry, my phone is just – going off right now but it's probably it's probably someone in in uh overseas right now but um it's one of those things to where i've realized you know what if 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 we grow it then people are going to come and it was not an intentional reason to pivot to international but now that's such a big deal for us from canada to 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 even in the greater lengths of the uk right being able to attract those folks as well has been nothing but incredible for us so definitely getting the folks outside of just a typical domestic route has been huge. I mean, the West Coast, drawing off West Coast collectors, the community out, out West that doesn't travel to the national, this is such a, an amazing, sec, I don't want to say second opportunity, but an amazing opportunity, just an, an event to go to that has just gotten, I'm, listen, this will be my third one. I know it's going to be the best one. I know it's going to be the biggest one, but I can tell you the first one blew everybody's expectations. And yes, there were lineups to get in. You guys have fixed that. You guys are getting better each and every time. And, uh, but I think it's like, yeah, don't worry. It's nice to get people in from the East coast, but you don't want to pull your hair out trying to bring them out there when there is more than enough people willing to come from the the, the, the Midwest, the West, the Pacific Rim, Canada. Right. You know, you, we had, I know Rodman Martinez was there from the Honduras last time. Right. Uh, you know, right. that, that, that's awesome. Another comment I want to make was you said there, you basically said um, that, you know, you don't want to put us down by saying you're surprised these guys want to come over. I think what the way the way I think of that is you're you're humbled by it. You're humbled by the response you're getting from the community. And that's a direct sign of the effort that you guys are putting in to make this into a world-class event. So while you're while you put it that way, which was a very humble way to say it, you deserve it. You you're building something and it's it's evident through the branding and through the communication and you know, Rob Barris, the owner of Burbank Sports Cards, going on to his Instagram every morning. Joe's a loyal watcher of Rob's morning sermons. And, uh, I mean, the three of you guys, you, him, and Jay, have, and you're all such nice guys. I mean, you know, uh, you know, you know, Rob, 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 Rob will talk to anybody. He's a, he's a, he's a I, w I remember at the National last, well, a few weeks ago here, I was waiting at the Capitol Grill to, to go into a dinner that Rob was also going into. And we just we were delayed like half an hour. We just sat in the lobby of this of the Capitol Grill with a few other, just chatting away the whole time, talking about the excitement for the national and the Burbank show. Like it's uh it's gonna be awesome. You guys are building something special for the hobby. You know, to me, I look at it, I look at the hobby as having three main events now for me. You got you got the national, you got the Burbank show, and you got the, the expo in Toronto, which is my my home show. I like to call that my home show, even though I, even though I live, a, I'm a four hour plane ride away. It's still my home show. So it's uh, and then you've got the Dallas show and you've got the mint collective and you've got, you know, the, the East coast national and all the other shows that I'm sorry, I'm not mentioning right now, but you know, there's, there's so many of them, but uh, you guys are building that you guys are in that conversation at, at, to me, my perspective, and I'm sure most people watching and listening is that you guys have very quickly gone from 
nothing to the top tier of card shows. So what do you think, Joe? I mean, you've been to lots of shows. Uh, do you think of it that way too? Well, um, I, I um, agree that their evolution has been fast and, and organic and um, the result of, of hard work and focus. And a question that was coming up to me, um, EJ, you know, I, I don't know if we were ever formally introduced, but I remember you even the very first show, just kind of seeing you and feeling like, you know, I already knew you, even though I didn't know you. And, um, you know, you were, you were immersed in it. You were, you were totally focused, but you could also tell that you, the, the hay was in the barn, so to speak. You had done so much work up to that point. And I guess a question I have is, are you able to enjoy the experience when it's happening? I think about like a bride who or you know, bride and groom who've planned their wedding for, you know, a year, um, and in your case, less than a year, but still that frenetic planning and all the investment, and then it's finally happening. And then it's all like, what, what's the experience like for you when you're in the show? Um, can you enjoy it? Are you enjoying it? And um, how much sleep do you need after it's all over? So it's a great question, by the way, Joe. I don't get asked that a lot, which I'm very appreciative because that's a very, very, very big question for me, right? Is, is, is when I'm going to sleep. <laughs> so, so my biggest thing when it comes to card shows, and again, it goes back to the humble saying, Jeremy, is I look at this as I get to throw a party with all of my friends. And mm. all of my friends are all over the country and mm. just kind of seeing all of my friends. Yes, there's a friend that may not may not get along with another friend and there's another friend that you know may they have not went to a last show may have missed it for a couple shows but you know what he's back at this show it's it's literally like just a, a, a reunion of friends of mine right and these are literally twenty thousand friends of mine that that and again I, I don't know if you guys are the same but there are some times where we get a little bit fatigued in this hobby. There are some times that we do realize, you know what, man, I think I'm just going to, you know, take a quick break here. Right. And I've done that in the past. And then for some reason, man, I just would fall in love with it again. Right. And, and for those of you guys that do not know, I'm a, I'm a huge wrestling fan and there's times uh, I didn't get to do it on the first show because the first show was just so hectic. The second show uh, we had more, more staff. Right. So I was able to kind of step out and be able to not only meet and greet some of these dealers new, some of these dealers that I've known for years, but I've also got to greet folks that I know aren't in this industry. These are folks that are just here and they're enjoying the show, whether they're collectors, whether they're just here, right? So being able to just kind of be in the, 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 the back end of it and just kind of seeing and reaping the benefits. Right. And just seeing, Oh man, this was like, I remember staying up to work this with this guy, you know? And I got like, one of the biggest things that I'm personally proud of is the fact that we introduced the um, we introduced kind of that mold of like, Hey, you may not be a well-known dealer, Right. Or you may not be that guy that's known now, but you could set up at the Burbank card show and potentially make a name for yourself. And we've had that with numerous guys. There was guys that probably Jeremy, I'm sure you've seen it in your travels where there's guys that probably only set up at the national. And these are guys that 
have cards that you don't see outside of other shows and they go to our show and for our local collectors, especially I'm, I'm a nineties basketball guy. I'm an early two thousands, nineties basketball guy. So there's some cards that I'm looking at. I'm just like, wait, I haven't seen this card before. And even though it's a very big community in Southern California, it's also, and shout out to my guy, Jared Carter who's in here. Jared knows this in Southern California. It's a big community, but also everyone knows who owns which card? Oh, that's a Coleman card. Oh, that's that's Sasha's card. Oh, that's an EJ card. That's a boosted card. That's this. Oh, that's Jeremy's old card. You know, oh, Jeremy had that card two years ago. What did you trade for it? So, like, everyone knows. Like, it's like it's like the Lakers traded for this guy, this and that. And mind you, it's like, oh, I got it from Burbank. Oh, yeah, Ryan, me and Ryan did a deal two years ago. And I feel like every time a new dealer comes in, whether that's a Burbank card show, or whether it's the smallest card show in our area, it's like that new girl in school. You know, they have that, they have that like new, that new inventory that you've never seen before. And I can recall there was one guy that just no one knew who he was, right? But he managed to buy a lot of rare 90s basketball inserts. And we had no idea who this guy was. No idea. Turns out he was a guy who just moved from some random state to California because of uh, I think he, he was serving in, 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 in the army and he decided to set up at our show. He decided to just set up and he had some of the filthiest stuff that I have never seen. We're talking about star Ruby cards that I'm just like, I've only seen on MC Mondays, right? Like these are cards that I'm like, I saw a David Ortiz um, gold medallion PSA 10 at, at, uh, at one of your MC Mondays, Jeremy. And I was like, that's such a rare card. Like, like these are cards you don't see. And this guy had them at our local show. And it, it, you know, a lot of our bigger, you know, bigger buyers, they don't go to these local shows. They just go to Burbank. They go to the national, you know, they'll go to Dallas here and there. Right. And someone had made a call be like, Hey, you guys need to come to this local show right now. And sure enough, dude, you see Mercedes, Mercedes pull up a Lamborghini pull up. You know, you had all these guys pull up on this one guy who didn't even know how to deal. And sure enough, this guy got so overwhelmed, Jeremy, that he just decided to pack up. He's like, I'm sorry, guys. I don't know what I'm doing. He had gold refractors in his dollar boxes. Like, uh -huh. he, didn't, he didn't know. He didn't know. And, 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 and it's like things like that that I, like, get enjoyed. Like, because when I go to at Burbank, there's some dealers that I've never seen before. And especially with Anaheim, a little cliffhanger with Anaheim, the first two shows, I knew about 80% of the dealers. Right. Yes, there were some new dealers, right? More wax and breaking type of dealers. This time I knew about 40% of our roll call dealers for Anaheim. These are guys that are coming from different states, different countries. And we're over here like we, me and Jay, we're, we're licking our chops because Jay, it's Jay, especially Jay, because Jay's a one of the biggest collectors outside of just basketball. He's a he's a soccer collector. He's this collector, that collector. He's just a PCer type of guy, right? So there's stuff that Jay's going to see that he's he has not seen in a long time. Uh Nazim, another uh, uh Nazim Huda who's a who's a Canadian guy. You like he had some stuff in Ontario that I've never seen before. I remember I stopped by and I'm just like so I think that's what gets me excited. And being able to experience that in Ontario for just that one day on that Sunday where it kind of died down. But this time in Anaheim, I'm sure I'll be able to experience that at the very least a glimpse Friday, definitely Saturday and Sunday. Right on. Well, excited for you. I mean, everything you said is what makes the Burbank show so exciting. You know, this you don't know what you're going to find there. Dealers that you've never seen before. Uh, good stuff right there. Really, I, I can't wait. 
let's take a minute, go through some comments. We've, we've had plenty. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to start uh, right here. Mid-Atlantic says, what is MC Mondays? Uh, that is MC Sports Cards does a, a focus auction every second Monday, uh, Mid-Atlantic. And I actually, I work with them and cover it live every second Monday here on the Sports Cards Live YouTube channel. So you can see we'll be doing one on, I'm doing one with them this Monday. So check it out. Uh, I also want to go, we have a comment from uh, none other than Brian Gray himself. Loves me. Thanks, Brian. I love you too, buddy. I, and then he says down here, love the shirt. I am wearing my Brian Gray uh, superhero, sports card superhero t-shirt as a tribute to him as uh, big news came out about Brian Gray yesterday, stepping down from Leaf Trading Cards. BG, glad to have you here with us tonight. I also want to mention uh, EJ, you mentioned, uh, and Jared Carter in the chat here, uh, Rad Ripper. So this, here's a comment just about the community. And you said you're throwing a party for all your friends. I remember the, it was the first Burbank card show. You had the hotel and then you had the convent, you had the, the facility room. And in the middle was this outdoor bar. Joe's nodding. He remembers we spent time in between and it was like, it's all the same facility. We had that outdoor bar and it was after the show one night i stumble and stumble i walk into the outdoor bar and there's a bunch of the guys a bunch of the card show guys are there and jared carter is one of them i didn't really know him before but we chatted at that outdoor bar and now like now we're buddies you know as long as we're not best friends but we you know we've had some communication on instagram see each other at shows it's like it's card shows are so much more than just the cards it's it's so much more than just the show itself it they you know right. the way things are now it's truly a weekend long a four a three four five day long conference where it's not just show hours you're going to do things that, if you want you can do things after hours and you know especially at the facility that it was at the first time the second time too was very conducive to meeting up with people chatting you know whether you're having a meal or having a drink or whatever it is it was so awesome and uh, and jared is one of those people and, and if he's still watching i don't know but he's one of the people that i came out of there thinking like yeah that i'm glad i met that guy that's somebody that i want to be friends with in this hobby and that i can be right. now because we got to spend an hour and a half together you know after the show one night and i just i love that but let's go to a couple more comments here that have come in matt billman uh from gm10 earlier on said you guys are awesome ej is organizing one of the best shows in the hobby and joe is my clubhouse fam for life billman if you're still there thanks for sticking it out mark santucci wants to know is the anaheim convention center near where the mighty ducks play or the anaheim ducks now as they're called do you know if that's close by pretty close, yeah, pretty close. so team my all-time favorite professional athlete played for the ducks for a long time he has a steakhouse in anaheim somewhere and i have to go to it whether it's this trip or another trip i have to go to that steakhouse i think it's called Salani's, something like that so i want to check it out uh the professor says ej has already posted the map for the anaheim burbank show on his linkedin profile so that's great great mark again good to see you again he says that ej i was at the east coast national last saturday and i will be at hofstra on october 14th that saturday all right, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Courts, Court Street Cards, let's go, California gang. Professor says, EJ may have given insight on why Comic-Con is in San Diego and not Anaheim. That's when you're saying just how it's a very 
high-end city, very expensive place. That could explain right. it. Costco cards, welcome to the show. Professor would like Tetris in the arcade. Oh, I just want Miss Pac-Man. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, Professor Hobby Korea was at the Ontario Burbank show. Yeah, the Hobby, Hobby Korea is one, but you also mentioned uh, Card Hobby. And I think those are the guys that are organizing the show in Macau uh, mm-hmm. later this year, which wow. is apparently going to be a pretty crazy show as far as not being on North, on North American soil. So that's exciting. LGC says, staying at the Anaheim Marriott with my 11-year-old son. I just need a map between the heated swimming pool and the TCG section, and he is good all weekend. Love it. Love it. The professor says, uh, EJ, one of Jeremy's Sports Card Live guests, is going to the show for the first time. Northeast recruit Kevin DeCaptain37 is coming, and I know that. That's pretty cool. Like We're getting East Coasters coming over. And Kevin's a yep. pro. That's that's really exciting. What else we got here? Uh, Professor Burbank Sports Cards is one of my virtual LCSs. Very good, very good. And the professor has a complaint. I have to read this. What does it say? I sent an IG to Burbank Card Show, but it was never read on August 18th at 11.43 a.m. that Jeremy announced he was coming to the show. Oh, <laughs> I will say this, guys. Our our, our Instagram has been very shot lately. <laughs> My emails well, have been shot, but sports card professor, I'll make sure to 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 read it for you. But it's a little too late that it, yes, we are we are having Jeremy is having me at the show. So, but sports card professor, thank you so much. Well, you know what the thing is though about Instagram. One of the things, EJ, is that when you don't follow somebody, their DMs to you go into like the back room sort of thing. You don't see them right away, and then if you if you know they can pile up pretty quick. If you're running a card right. show as big as the Burbank show, you could be hundreds deep. You might you know, and it's it's a courtesy to go through them and, and respond to people. Even uh, you know, thanks for reaching out. We'll get back to you. It's tough to do. I'm going to give you, I mean, not like you need me to, but I easily give you a pass. I'm sure Professor's a, a very uh, level-headed person. I'm sure he'll give you a pass too. But he was, I think he was saying that I announced that I was coming because I wasn't sure if I was coming until about two, for sure, if I was going to be able to make it until about two weeks ago when I said on the show, it's confirmed, guys, I'm coming. And that's what Admitted. he was referring Admitted. to. So, <laughs> Joe, I want to ask Joe a question now. The same question really that he asked you, EJ, but I want to hear, I want to ask Joe, uh, what are you most looking forward to at the Burbank show next weekend? Besides, of course, seeing your buddy Jeremy and, and EJ. Yeah, I mean, it's always the people, um, you know, it starts with the people. Um, but part of the Burbank brand, and this is me being a little bit of, as Jeremy said, you know, someone who uh, listens to the Burbank IG reel on the daily, you know, you learn a lot from from Rob Varis. And um, the, the key word, for me coming in in terms of uh, being a collector is liquidity. Um, In both instances, both the other Burbank shows, I was able to move um, parts of my collection that were no longer, um, you know, moving me to hold on to and get into other cards and um, with ease. And, And by ease, I mean, you just, you know, there were so many dealers, including the Burbank shop itself, but other dealers as well, who just had cash ready to go on the barrel head, you know, if, if they liked what you had, you got, you know, good, good, good uh, percentage of, of full comp. And, you know, you, you, from there, 
were like a kid in a candy shop because you had money to play with, um, you know, moving stuff that was not as important to you anymore. You had doubles or it was just not, not part of your active collection or it was time to cash out on whatever it was. And so that liquidity um, really, I think, creates a lot of opportunity and a lot of excitement. And um, it's happening all around. I mean, I, I saw, you know, from, from dealers to collectors moving around with excitement in their eyes because they'd moved something and they were able to transact. Um, and so the transactions were moving quickly um, and the dealers were happy and cash was flowing. You know, I'm, I'm from NorCal, you know, and, um, you know, we got Silicon Valley up here, you know, Google, Apple. And so there's some deep pockets up here. I'm not one of them. But um, down there in SoCal, I mean, and, and, and the people that are attracted to this show, people have um, coin. And so uh, that, that is um, exciting from a collector standpoint that you can transact with ease. Um, liquidity is, is possible in, in rapid ways. And you can, you can move yourself into something that maybe you didn't even think you were going to get into. Um, when, when you came, because you do f- see items, you see um, assets that, you know, you, you had no idea maybe even exist or would be um, available. So um, that's kind of what I'm excited, you know, the Easter egg hunt um, and the capacity to just um, move parts of my collection into other parts that are more interesting to me. That's a great thing. to look. That, that's the beauty of, of any card show you go to is that you just don't know what you're going to come out with. You know, you might take cards to, to move, to to, to sell, to trade. So you kind of know what you might not leave with that you came with, but you don't know what you're going to leave with that you didn't come with. And I, I always love that aspect of a card show, especially if you're one of these, you know, if you have a fixed want list, I need this from this set, not for that set. I need to add a, an autograph of this guy or that guy. You have an idea. I like going into a show, eyes wide open, no idea what I'm going to leave with. Like, for example, and this isn't the Burbank show, but the last Sport Card Expo in Toronto, I left with an Otto Graham rookie card from 19, 1950 Bowman. I had no idea that I was going to leave with that card. It wasn't on my list, but I fell in love with the card. And I was so, so you know, any show you go to, you're going to leave with something that you're going to end up loving, hopefully. So uh, I love that. A couple more comments here. First of all, Rome Rant in the, in the chat. Good to see you, Rome. Welcome to the show. SoCal card collector. I live about 15 minutes away and can't wait. And it will be my first time. I have cards I want to sell or upgrade to a bigger card. Well, that's what you can do at the Burbank show. I want to touch more on the liquidity that you talked about, Joe, and the professor's upcoming comment addresses it as well. SoCal goes on to say, just bought my ticket for Saturday. That's really awesome. And SoCal card collector, When you if you see me, Joe, EJ, if I don't know if I don't already know you and I don't know you by your handle, say hi. Just say, hey, I was watching your show. I'd just love to meet you. Shake your hand. Or if we're if we're not shaking hands, fist bump or elbow bump, whatever it is these days. Professor says, when I was at the Burbank card shop and speaking with Rob, the card father, about how his shop was buying cards at the show, and Rob thought that this was important to create liquidity. Thoughts on that? Well, I think we've talked about like Joe just talked about that, but let's hear your thoughts on that, EJ, and how important you feel it is for the card show. And I want to just quickly, before you answer, EJ, welcome Carlos Diego, who we were talking about earlier. We talked about you, Carlos. I don't know if you were listening, but we've already talked about you, buddy. You're going to have to rewind, but welcome to the, to the show, and I, I look forward to seeing you in a few days. But EJ, please, if you don't mind uh, addressing the 
fact that liquidity is strong at, at your show? How important is that? Yeah, you know, again, I, I was a, before a promoter, I was a dealer myself, right? So being a dealer, you understand the value of, of creating that cash flow within a show, within a shop. Uh, goes back to the question that um, that uh, a sports card professor had on my, my thoughts on liquidity, right? So uh, when it comes to liquidity, simply put, you're allowing folks not just to potentially upgrade, right, a collection that they may have or give them the opportunity to potentially get out of a certain piece and to be able to get into something else. But I just feel like liquidity should be a standard on every card show at this point um, because I feel like our industry – and our hobby in general has an opportunity for folks could have, let's just say a thousand dollars worth of sports cards. And then through time and effort and being able to trade, and it's no secret the trade up challenge has been kind of that, that, that thing that's been going on for the kids. Now I feel like if you're, if you're over the age of 18, you probably shouldn't indulge in a trade up challenge situation, but especially for the kids, you teach the kids the, 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 the courtesy of how to deal sports cards and how to deal Pokemon cards, how to deal collectible. And in turn, that could potentially get to the next level of how you could run a business yourself outside of sports cards. Right. So um, liquidity is extremely important. You're, you're bringing more cash into the room. Um, that's almost to a point that that's what we're, our show's known for. And that's what the card shop's known for, the Burbank Sports Cards brand. And that's kind of an extension of that is being able to house a show. And even last last show in Ontario, that was it was to a point where we had thought that was an asset when in reality, folks were starting to complain about it. There's folks that were saying that, well, Burbank Sports Cards up in the front. So they're getting all the deals. They're getting all the buys. And it was not necessarily the case because it seems like we were buying the stuff that no one wanted. Right. So now this time around, uh, we had moved Burbank a bit farther, farther from all the dealers. So now dealers will have that exponential chance of getting some of those uh, pieces that they want. Um, and, and again, guys, it's it's in every industry where there's an opportunity for folks to level up. Right. There's an opportunity for folks to do that. And we've all been to dead shows we've all been to shows where not no one's buying no one's interested in this no one's interested in that they're just interested in in selling their stuff right and i think at our show we've we've uh, we've had that opportunity of having not only dealers that are very buying heavy type of dealers but also we have alt we have alt that, that that's buying our show we have hit parade that's buying at our show we have of course, ourselves, Burbank Sports Cards is buying in our shows. We have the dealers that may not have the the branding of, of hey, we're buying. You know, usually you'll see the sign that says, hey, we're buying when they're really not buying. Um, but then you go to a guy like Coleman Cards. You go to a guy like MC. You go to a guy. Yeah, these are guys that are competitive buyers in our industry and, and well-known at that, right? So uh, being able to have those guys at our show to a point that liquidity is a standard. I see that as a marketing play. And – and and some of um, some of other shows, and I'm not saying that to bash other shows. I feel like in our industry, liquidity should be a standard. It should be something where dealers are dealers. They're supposed to deal sports cards, whether it's on a selling standpoint or whether it's on a buying standpoint. You should have that opportunity to 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 deal. And and I think that's kind of where where I'm at with it. 
is that we don't promote it. We don't promote it on our socials. We don't promote it on our website. That's look, if you come here, you're going to have access to millions and millions and millions of dollars of, of selling opportunities. We don't do that because I feel like that should be a standard. If you're running a card show, there should be a standard of like, oh, like, you know that you'll have an opportunity to sell your your uh, now. Look, none of us have that pocket here. All three of us. We don't have that that humble pocket of a million dollars. But let's just say Jeremy's probably the closest one here. He has a PSA PSA eight Mickey Mantle and he wants to move it up to a PSA nine. Um, let's just say the values aside. At the Burbank Card Show, you have an opportunity to move that PSA 8 to a PSA 9. And I think that's one of the biggest things that um, we do really well is attracting that opportunity for not only Burbank sports cards to buy, but also for other uh, vendors of ours and, and exhibitors of ours to really take advantage of that. I think, you know, I like that you're not promoting that, oh, you're going to have access to millions of dollars to sell your cards. The reason why I like you, the fact that you don't promote that is because there's so many people that think their cards are worth a lot that are worth nothing. They're going to come down, travel there, like, you know, from, from, from neighboring counties or whatever, and uh, spend the, the, the admission to get in and get told that their, that their cards that they think are worth something are, are junk. Now, I mean, there, there's going to be a lot, there would be a lot of that, I would think. And so, right. yeah, I don't, I, I, for that one reason, I like that you're not putting it out there, but I also agree it not only should it be a standard, it kind of is like people know you go to card right. shows, you're going to be able to sell unless the whole market or economy is down. But we're, we're through that, that phase of the cycle this time today where we are right now. So um, let's go to some comments here that have been coming in uh, here. Okay. So mid Atlantic says, do you have more requests for tables than you can meet? If so, how do you decide who can set up? It seems like a growing problem for many show promoters, but before you answer that EJ, I want to go to uh, Brian's comment here. And welcome to the show, Brian. He says they had plenty of tables available a month out. It only started selling out. Uh, the table starts out after the national. So, um, and you're 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 ver you're looking. I can see you verifying one before you am, you respond to these. The way and I've promoted a couple shows in my day as well. I haven't for years, but I did back in the day. And I noticed that they didn't really sell out until really crunch time when the people started making their final decision. So. I almost feel like the fact that, and you'll verify, you may not have sold out the shows until, you know, two weeks ago or sold out all the tables until two weeks ago, but it would have been a mad rush at the end, right? When everybody's like, all right, we can do it. I talked to my wife or I talked, I got the time off work or whatever it is, or, you know, I got a hotel room, all these things. So in, with, with those two comments, again, EJ, this one from Mid-Atlantic kind of asking you, you know, do you have more requests than you can meet? And then uh, just considering Brian's comment as well, if you don't mind, please. Yeah. So going back to Brian's comment, look, it's, it's no secret that the national is a juggernaut, right? It's, it's, it's one of those things to where I think the notion is that folks were really just trying to get out the national, right? They're just trying to really experience the national. Look, myself included, ourselves included, the national is a, is a powerhouse. And we're very grateful for the folks that run the national because to us, it's an ability for us to also meet with our perspective sponsors our perspective partners in this and we've done an incredible job of utilizing that and and we're very grateful that the national allows us and not just me and i'm sure it allows all of us to really utilize that space to potentially make connections right but to answer brian's question 
after the national, just to paint a picture, we didn't even have, we're very proud. We have 38 sponsors at this show. Uh, Jeremy, we had 38 sponsors. Our first show, just to paint a picture, we had four official sponsors at the show. Our second show, we had just close to 19. This time around, we've had 38 sponsors, anywhere from billion-dollar leading corporations in our industry to guys that literally started just just scraping and, and, and putting it all in like a Gem 10, right? And we're very grateful for each and every one of them. But we didn't lock in these sponsors like lock-in isn't contractually, lock-in isn't, um, you know, what is X grading company going to do? What is this grading company? And even till this day, we are still figuring out some last minute, look, what is it going to cost so that we can vocalize with our with our uh, customers? We This was the hardest month of my life, Joe, of just <laughs> locking it in. And sure enough, that week after the national, that's why intentionally we didn't promote anything the week before the national. We, yeah. if anything, I pivoted on. And I focused on, hey, what time will you be available at the National? What time will you be this? What time will you be that? And I purposely had all of our meetings, which was an insane amount of meetings from Wednesday, Thursday, so that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I could either get back with Jay and Rob and really kind of get together as a team and figure out, okay, this is what so-and-so is committed to do. This is what so-and-so is willing to do. This is what we can do with so-and-so. And then after that, Saturday, Sunday was just the fun for us and being able to enjoy the national. And we get that moniker of we're the West Coast national. But in reality, we were just trying to create something for Southern California. And now a year later, we're really trying to fill this 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 void. And, and it also answers um, – the first question I believe is, is the request of tables. So the, the first week after the national, we started really filling up, not just our sponsors, but also our tables. So we started filling up our tables. Now, of course we've had soft commitments from folks and, and a lot of people don't know is Ontario. We were at 450 tables. Those sold out quickly. We had a return rate of dealers of 96% from Ontario to this show. And that's, 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 that's amazing. That that's, staggering that's a staggering retention rate there and it's incredible yeah and 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 mind you like my title for 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 the show is i'm the executive director for the show so not only am i responsible for actually leading the actual event in itself my job is to make the executive decisions so that we have money to pay our staff we have money to pay our partners, our our, cor- our our corporate partners that that handle the logistics side into a point that Jay and I are the last people to think about money, you know, to think about what we're going to get, right? Because we're a small business at the end of the day. So we're really just making it to where it's like, you know what, dude, let's invest in this. Let's do this. Let's do that. So that in turn, this could have that retention rate from a, a high retention rate. That's a very strong retention rate. But at the same time, we've doubled our capacity. We kind of took that, that, that I don't want to use the word gamble, but we took a very, very strong strategic risk into realizing, you know what, we could either keep it the same size as Ontario or at least a little bit more, or we could double up and see what we could do. And we trusted our abilities and man, Jeremy, we are so grateful for getting to this point because if we just played it safe, we wouldn't have space for activation. We wouldn't have space for that TCG experience. We wouldn't have space for Miss Pac-Man. It would be so crammed up like it was the first show. And I'm so glad we didn't play it safe. And that's to Jay and Rob's credit. 
these guys believed in myself they, and we and they believed in us as a team right and in turn that second week post national really really started to fill up that that national um hype started to kind of die down a little bit and then people started kind of focusing i started watching different podcasts of you know the national i watched the 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 new management right coming in and i started to you know again i'm a student of this game um i think there was a question about san diego comic-con and how i went that was strictly r&d for me now i had a ton of fun right but at the same time it was strictly r&d i study the sports card expo i started the expo shout out steve menzi great guy man i can't wait to head out there soon i'm really really hoping i can make it this time around because i told carlos that i was going last year and now yeah. carlos is going to beat me up if i don't if go you, this year but if you do come ej if you do come to the expo make sure you're there for thursday night because i hosted dinner thursday night of, of expo and that's the first day just make sure you're there thursday so you can come to the dinner cool sounds good but you know growing pains as we go but at the same time one thing i always try to apologize to our I, when i say partners i'm talking about the Marriott Convention Center Hotel. I'm talking about the Anaheim Convention. And and uh, it was the funniest thing. And I can't believe I'm publicizing this. But now that we're filled, we're good. Uh, we, we had uh, we had our host hotel hit us up and be like, hey, um, you know, we have about two weeks left. You know, I just want to let you know, I just want to really just hear it from you. You know, what's the progress? What, what, what should we expect in the progress? And I basically, without hesitation, told her, I'm saying, I'm so sorry. Our industry is just always just so last minute. And that includes myself. When I go to other shows, I usually book last minute. I get my tickets last minute. I get my plane ride last minute. And it's like, I feel like this karma just gets to me now with my own show. But I, without hesitation, I knew I was like, you know what, we put all of our efforts into the show. We brought in the right partners in the show. I know that we're going to sell out. And I will say this. We not only sold out of our room blocks for the show, which we sold out three times, which is an incredible, incredible feat to sell out of a hotel. That's number one. But number two, the retention rate of 96%. And then we're also blessed enough to have the sponsors 2X from our last show. So that just shows me two things. That shows me, number one, our hobby is very procrastination heavy, but number two, it shows how much of a support the hobby really is. And without our, our first floor, our second floor sold out, which is sports cards. And, and literally within four days to, 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 uh, to accrue before the show. Now we're looking at a point where, dude, our kids trade day may be at a capacity. We need to figure out other ways to do that. Now we're talking about a kid's zone. Um, we, we, we have a, um, we have a sponsor that had said, Hey, you know, maybe that's a little bit too much of space for us. Now they're hitting us up to find other space now so that they could do another activation. And it's things like that, where I don't ever take that personally, Jeremy, because I heard it all the time. It's like, Oh, you know, we, we incur all of our, our budget with the national, we incur all of our budget with this. We incur all of our budget to staff. And as much as I want to take that personally as, as a human being, right? Because I'm not a perfect human being here, right? There's things that I personally take personally, right? But in turn, I kind of put myself in their shoes. And I'm like, you know what? I, 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 I understand. I understand. And to a point where I'll call these guys and I'll be like, you know what? Can you do this? Because this will help our guests really see the visibility of how much you care. And yeah. in turn, that's to me, I could have that. Oh, and, and I'm, I, it goes back to what I had said previously on different podcasts. My, uh, Jay, my business partner, our logistics director, what he has done logistically for the show with the very minimum budget that he has compared to other big convention shows has been nothing but incredible. I can't wait for you guys you to really experience that. 
you Sorry, give us ahead. an example of that, EJ? What, what what does that mean? What like what's something he's done logistically that is so like? And I'm curious what 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 you might be referring to. One example. Right. So again, and I feel like I feel like Rob Rob and uh, Rob and EJ get a lot a lot of the credit, right? Where it's like you know EJ and Rob right great shows, you know, EJ this, Rob that. And, and there's comments all around that just says, Oh, you know, thank you, EJ. Thank you. But there's not a lot of J right. And, and, and there is no one else in this earth that talks more to J than me. Right. And I talk to Jay. there's literally 10 minimum phone calls a day with that guy, whether he's mad at me, he's the big brother. I never wanted. I call him the big grump on my phone. I have him save as big grump J and, and the one thing that I will say is out of the three of us, he's probably the nicest guy deep down. You got to go through like 15 different layers, but outside of that, he's an incredible man. And, and to give you guys an example of what he's done logistically, three of us came into this, not knowing a single thing about how to run an actual convention show. There's a huge difference between running a show at a, at a local hotel um, you know, no, no disrespect to anyone that runs hotel yeah. shows, right? But there's a huge difference between a hotel show and a convention show where you're working with the city, you're working with the Anaheim PD, you're working with insurance, you're working with all these things. And not only that, for those of you guys that do not know, these are thousands of tables and chairs and staff that Jay has to imply to. And let me tell you, with the minimum budget that that guy has done has been nothing but... It's it's insane to me because I'm the one that sees the PLs. It's my it's my it's my very, very sad decision to say yes and no on certain financial decisions. But at the same time, there's some non-negotiables. Like like what I had mentioned earlier, where security was very important to us. We had met with Anna and PD, and Jay had called me and he's like, you know what? Um, and I'm not trying to throw, I'm trying to throw card father under the bus, but but Anaheim had had threw us a quote that, uh, for lack of better terms here, it it was hard. It was a hard pill to swallow for us uh, as partners. And even Rob was like, "Are you sure?" But the one thing that I had I had thought about even from the very beginning that you know what Jay is the best man for this job. I'm sure his he's doing his best. So I gave him a budget, and I was like, you know what. Try your best to stay at this budget. I know it's not a lot, but try your very best. And that's what Jay did. Jay literally negotiated the hell out of most of these rates. He made sure he realized, like, for example, Anaheim, even though it's not necessarily officially union works, works. Uh, so for those guys that do not know, a lot of California conventions are union-based shows. Therefore, we are forced to, and I don't mean that in a very bad way, because union labor laws, are, it, depending on which political side you're on right and we're not going to get into that it gets expensive for us show dealers and and show promoters but that's stuff that you have to pay for you have to pay to play the game and a lot of the folks have always said like dude we'd love to have a big show in california oh why isn't the national going to the west coast oh why isn't this and that and we see all the comments all the time and i feel like the three of us are just realizing at this point it's just why don't we just take the why don't we just take that pill and just swallow it and just focus on the next one? And that's what we did. We just literally just, you know what? We're just gonna we're just gonna pay for this. We're just gonna go for it. And it's worked out. And I'm really, really hoping that you guys really see, uh, and especially for those of you guys that are in the industry, right? Especially the dealers. Um, the dealer aspect, you guys know some of these dealers are a bit different than others. And I just really want 
to to give Jay a lot of that credit because this is credit that he rarely gets. The fact that folks literally do not have to bring their stuff from this end to the next and inhale it. We have a team that will do that for you guys, and we're covering that charge to do that. And that's something that I don't think a lot of people see. Um, and and I, I don't want to give Jay too much of a plug because he didn't pay me too much. But at the same time, um, that that ability of utilizing that budget compared to a Comic Con where they have a team of ten, right? Where where they have this this lady that just focuses on this, this man that just focuses on this. You're talking about a, a CES, right? A big time consumer show where they have a team of maybe thirty logistical team, right? Our team is a team of like three and Jay is maybe about five to 10 of those people wrapped into one Jay. Right. Wow. And as much credit as, as I want to get on the marketing side, my job is easy. I get to do the fun part. I get to go on the Jeremy Lee after our show. I get to hang out with my boys. I get to talk sports cards. I get to talk about the show. And a lot of people don't understand that is that at the end of the day, my job is fun. You know, I get tired Right. But I went to Collecticon today. That was my job today, Jeremy. My job was to go to Collecticon. My job was to go to the National. My job was to go to San Diego Comic Con. My job was to go here while Jay's over here looking at floor plan sheets and making sure that it's not, you know, fire marshal code and this and that. And that's stuff that a lot of people do not see. A lot of people do not see. And, and that's something that I, if anything, I just hope that dealers really find gratefulness with that because there is a lot of value when it comes to these shows of making sure that, hey, the safety precautions are there, making sure that, hey, you know what? It's saving you a couple dollars and a couple trips, um, you know, to be able to do that. So, um, yeah, no, the logistics factor is very big. And then, of course, the minimum budget is, is because of the fact that, hey, we're a growing business. You know, we don't have the national budget. We don't have the, the San Diego Comic-Con budget. But the trajectory of being able to, I always say this, being the best card show we could be, being the best Bur Burbank card show that we could be, I think we've done an incredible job the last two shows. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to home running this show. Yeah, you guys really have. And uh, I don't know if I popped off the screen there for a bit, but uh, I'm back, so... Good. Okay, couple comments here. Let's go to a couple comments. Uh, we got we got Mark in the house from Ultimate Pastime, uh, friend of the friend to uh, Burbank Card Show, friend to myself and tag grading, and just a, a great guy all overall. One of the best guys in the hobby. Always look forward to seeing you at the show in a few days. Uh, okay, I want to go to a couple comments from earlier. Michael Maziano says, uh, Jeremy, on a scale of well, on a scale of one to ten. How much do you miss your BGS 9.5 Michael Jordan Jambalaya? I don't know if you saw, but I, I moved some cards on the PWCC premier auction on Thursday, including that one. And I, I'm going to give it a, about a nine. Like I'm, I'm going to, I don't really miss it yet. Cause I just had it, but I'm going to miss it a nine for sure. Maybe even a 10. Uh, definitely going to, definitely going to miss it. Uh, Brian Chu said the Burbank show is the first show that I have set up at since 1991 as well. That's very cool. Nice to know that you're uh, setting up at the at the Burbank show of all of all shows, Brian. I'm gonna make sure, Brian, when you see me, say hi. I'm gonna try and remember you from that little picture of you, but uh, no promises that I can. Michael says, "Pumped for the show. I live 30 minutes from Anaheim. It's my birthday on the 31st, 
So I'm going to treat myself to a nice Kobe card, hoping to find a Jambalaya. That's a that's a good good card to to try and pick up for sure. Happy birthday! Uh, Mid-Atlantic. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Mid Atlantic. Get that on the. Where is it? Come on. Can't get that one on the screen for some reason. So we're just going to uh, skip it for now. Uh, and so, by the way, I am now uh, doing this on my phone, which is very inconvenient and uh, much harder to do. I'm just not going to be able to uh, follow the... Oh, there we go. Mid-Atlantic here says, the term dealer implies that you are both a buyer and a seller. Love Burbank's consistent message and push on this. Yeah, that's uh, definitely cool. The professor says that Jay needs a custom gas trading card. I actually saw the gas card company at the last Burbank show. Saw them in the National too. Are they coming back, Jay? Um, I hope so. Shout out to Greg and the team. Um, you know, maybe I'll shoot him a shoot him a text. A lot of people don't know uh, Greg Mishka. He's the uh, I guess he's the co-founder or founder of Gas Trading Card. Um, I looked up to him as a kid. I was a big sneaker and a uh, uh, contemporary art fan. So uh, you know, uh, mm. definitely a big fan of Greg. And then seeing him now with Gas uh, Gas Trading Cards is is awesome. So maybe we'll figure out something uh, this late in the game. We'll see. Very cool, very cool. So listen, I I did when when I kind of disappeared off the screen there for a few minutes. I don't know if I missed missed too much, but uh, I don't. I kind of feel like I just came back after being kicked off my own show and uh, kind of switch, switching up the topic. But can I just ask, were you still kind of just talking through the whole logistics thing when I came back? Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay, I'm gonna uh, just do a couple more. Uh, comment here from the professor said uh right here said that he was talking to rob about tag grading was very impressed that's always great to hear might put a unit in a shop i've heard some rumblings about that so that's good to hear uh the professor also asked this question of you ej do you ever feel what percentage of dealers will be showing hockey cards at the show coming up i mean you did say i think you said 16 canadian dealers probably gonna have 16 people with some sort of hockey at least but I've never found it hard to find hockey at any show I've been to at the U.S., but do you have any additional insight? I know we have two hockey dealers. I, I don't want to be disrespectful and forget their actual uh, company names. But we have two hockey-only dealers that are going to be at the Burbank Card Show. Yeah, one is uh, Frank uh, Porco Sports Cards, yeah. and uh, he'll be set up with uh, with Mitch Grotman, uh, Grotman Sports Cards. So I'm excited to to see what those guys are bringing. Brian Chu says it's impressive they've accomplished so much with such a small team and in such a short... I mean, EJ, the Burbank Card Show is one... It's not even a year old yet. Like, I was... The first show was August 29th or something last year it started. You're not even a year old yet. And you've gone from... What did you... You're eight times the size that you were before. You your, your, your sponsor count has gone from four to 38. It is really impressive. It's impressive. And I don't, I'm not going to say this next thing to take anything away from you because it takes the right people. But, you know, you, you guys are smart. You picked, a, you picked the right spot to do it. You got the right guys, UJ and Rob. I mean, teaming up with Burbank Sports Cards to get the branding behind it is a really smart way to do it. You've got Joe Perot, loves the Burbank Card Show, talking about it all the time. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, you guys... You just you just did it right. You kind you kind of I don't say hit gold because I don't know how lucrative this is for you, but you have you've 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 actually mined gold for the hobby in in the Burbank Card Show. I'll put it that way. Hey Joe, was was that a good way of putting it? They mined 
precious metal gold for the hobby. Right? Yeah, there we'll, we go. We'll, for, for some 90s insert, guys, that'll work. And um, quick, quick question for EJ, and it may be too soon to even talk about this, and I don't want to necessarily uh, go down the rabbit hole too far on this, but, I mean, you mentioned um, – the sort of, you know, roughly a month between Burbank and the national, which, you know, is some on ramp, but a little rapid. And as Jeremy just mentioned, I mean, three shows in the span of 12, 13 months is phenomenal. As you envision the future, um, what kind of rhythm sequencing and, and maybe also like relationship in terms of dates, uh, considering your own human capacity, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the other um, landmark shows that are out there, you know, specifically the national, what, what are you and the team um, imagining, or is it just too soon to even really, you know, uh, uh, imagine that or extrapolate into that um, reality in the future? Well, piggy banking off of the gold mine, uh, finding gold, right. Um, you know, if anything, we found gold into the ability of us three, or I, I think I'm more, I'm more speaking for myself and Jay, to have an opportunity in this industry to not only enjoy this industry, but also create something in turn. We have careers in this industry, and that's something that we're very blessed with. I do not take that lightly. Every day, whether that's a 12 to 24-hour day, I'm just realizing, you know what, man? I'm in this <laughs> hobby, and this is my job. This is incredible. Right? Are there but also- sometimes? Sorry. Oh yeah, no. There's days where I'm just like, you know what, man. And then I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take a quick shower, you know, toothbrush, get to bed. I'll get in my pillow, and usually I don't say this to put myself over, but I, you know, I usually try to say one affirmation, right? And usually at most times when it's it's a very rough day, uh, I'll say, man, well, at least I still got some Kobe refractors on my desk. <laughs> you know, like I just realized, you know, there's that point of just being grateful, right? And being able to say, you know, not only that. On top of the gold mine thing, we're able to have more staff. We're able to have staff that uh, not only could really, really help us in this whole process. Now, Brian had mentioned that we do have a small staff, which is true. We have a very small staff, but we also have, again, we're a family business. We're an extension of the Burbank card, uh, Burbank sports cards, which is a true family business. And it's the same with the Burbank card show where my wife works at Will Call. Sally, our our CFO, basically, she works Will Call. She she not only works Will Call, she allows me to make the dumb financial decisions into making this card show look pretty. Um, and then, of course, look, we have Ken, my uh, executive assistant. He's Jay's son. Uh, a lot of people don't know that I'm actually more of Ken's assistant. Uh, Ken at Collecticon today told me, hey, man, you need to make sure the answer to these emails. Your emails are piling up and I'm over here like i feel like he's not my assistant i feel like he's my dad at times but it's to be able to not only provide that sector of being able to really create opportunities for folks in the hobby to also you know also work within the hobby right and to answer that second part of your question joe um you know i felt like we did cap it at two days two times a year uh as partners jay rob and myself rob busy as always with the show. Um, and I'm not talking about the card show. I'm talking about his morning testimonies. And not only that, on top of that, he's also the guy that actually is running the shop. And then on top of that, he's running the eBay live thing. And then on top of that, and on top of that, he's 
he's doing it bad. You know, he's 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 a drummer at his band. Like Rob's an unstoppable guy, dude. So outside of that, he doesn't have time for the card show. And then of course Jay, um, you know, Jay has so much going on in his end too. And I feel like we we definitely could make it a quarterly show as far as a smaller show. We definitely could figure out ways of maybe even introducing a separate show that is a bit smaller and a bit more mid-tier than the Anaheim show. But at the same time, um, as far as our capabilities, I feel like if we – I don't want to use the word water it down, but I feel like at this sense we want to focus on that kind of six-month gap, right, which realistically is more four to three months. But at the same time – we're very proud of um, – we haven't announced this yet, but this is a Jeremy Lee exclusive. Uh, we've signed off on Ontario till 2025, um, and I've even had my own reservations about the city of Ontario before seeing the convention. And, man, let me give the utmost credit to the city of Ontario and the folks at the convention. Man, just some of the best people that I've ever worked with in my very short career of running events. These are very accommodating folks, um, especially big shout out to tag grading. We had some, um, you know, we had some uh, uh, problems on the logistical side with some things. Basically there were some things that tag wanted to do that Ontario has never done. And Ontario, instead of hesitating and saying, oh, I don't know if we could do that. They could have easily played that card. But instead, they're like, no, 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 we're going to accommodate. We're going to do whatever it can to make it happen. And, and they accomplished that. So, um, you know, and it takes a lot for, for the city of Ontario to, to take that step of being able to go above and beyond. And I'm not saying Anaheim's not doing that. It's just a bit more expensive than Anaheim's, right? So, um, yeah, twice a year is probably our, our current staple. But who knows, you know, if we, if we expand up, you know, I'll be honest – I'd rather do it once a year, you know, if I was being really honest with you guys right now, and that's me, but at the same time, two times a year is probably our, our cap at the moment uh, for card shows. All right. Now that's plenty. You see how, how smoothly I, I transitioned back to my computer from my, uh, my phone. Uh, yeah, that, that's awesome. EJ. I, I love the, the cadence of it as, as it's been. And, uh, yeah, that whole everything you said about Rob, how busy he is, and I mean, no, no, no one talks as I don't say no one speaks as passionately about the hobby as he does because he's he's he is a super super uh, passionate about it. But uh, but you know, he loves this thing, and and it it comes through through the show and through you know just Rob and the hobby, and uh, makes it very exciting. You know, the the branding is great, and it's it's very California. You know, it's California. It's not it's not it, it it feels like California, and that's uh, what I think a lot of people like about it, and you know makes you want to come there. So, uh, Brian Chu, I will definitely uh, be coming by the booth. Make sure you you uh, if I'm walking head down, kind of looking in showcases, please say hi. I hope I hope you will. Professor says Rob, the card father, has retired has his retired dad. Yeah, I mean his dad uh, is it. I met him at the card show the few times I've been there. I always like going there. Rob's always taking people to tours to the old warehouse. It's always a lot of time. Uh, Professor says, thanks, EJ, for the Jeremy exclusive. What I don't know what, that, what that's in reference to. Did any, I don't know what that's in reference to. Thanks, EJ, for the Jeremy exclusive. I don't know what that's about, but Professor, please, please, do you know, Joe, what he's getting out there? Oh, he just he just dropped the Ontario in, uh, what is it, 2020? Oh, oh that's yes. I, 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 yeah, we haven't publicly announced it yet, but yeah, no, we we just gave a little hint. If anything, that wasn't a Jeremy exclusive; that was a Sports Card Professor Seven exclusive, right there. And uh, yes, uh, but uh, definitely Ontario to 2025 for sure. And 
And uh, yeah, we're excited to be there. So one show per year in Ontario until, well, through 2025, and then hopefully a second show in Anaheim like this one. That's, is that what you guys are hoping for? Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna reconvene and uh, uh, reconvene. Sorry, in in uh, in two weeks' time. I I I'm being selfish here, but I'm gonna take two weeks off uh, with the wife. And uh, a lot of people think I'm gonna go to uh, you know to Paris, France, or you know a nice little Jap Japan trip and this and that. I'm actually just gonna go back home and just you know uh, play with my wrestling figures and uh, and my uh, yeah and go to sleep a little bit. But uh, but you know one of the biggest things that Oh, and also with Ontario to add Ontario, we're taking over the whole building. So uh, the first show, if you guys don't remember, there, wow. there was a gymnastics event that was going on. So some of the fathers were were getting things mixed up. So they were they were buying the tickets at the Burbank show. They would walk in and they see nothing but sweaty guys dealing sports cards. And then they were like, OK, this is definitely not it. But there were some dads that actually stayed and they were like, you know what? They spend an hour there. And they're like, hey, man, thank you so much. And um, is it fine if my wife comes in? I was like, yeah, of course they can. And then sure enough, and then the, their daughter's done doing the gymnastics and they come back. But uh, we're taking over that whole space. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely, definitely excited. But I do remember talking to some of those gymnastics fathers and, and being like, well, how lucky is it for you that you happen to be here? There's also a card show. And they were all like, yeah, it's awesome. Like, people loved, loved it. So... That's great. Nice to hear that it's going to grow in that facility too. That that's amazing. That, that, that's so cool because it's a great. It was a great facility. I I liked it. There was one day I remember me and Joe. We were was that where we were trying to find something to eat that one day, and yeah, uh, yeah we were walking around the, the the neighborhood or whatever it was, and we couldn't find anything actually. EJ, it was it was really tough. We we came back to the convention center and uh, had the food there, which was which was fine as well, but just. Uh, I'm that that was I forgot about that. That's nice to something to come back. Uh, okay, and the professor also says that EJ's LinkedIn post has 948 tables, and so does how many tables per booth or per how many vendors does that equal to? Is that half about? So yeah, we have roughly 700 and some change on the second floor, which is sports cards. Again, it's 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 no secret we're a sports card show uh, primarily, right? Um, but on the second floor, we have, um, I believe, I believe we'll have about 100 tables of TCG, non-sports collectible. And also we're going to add some memorabilia folks as well to kind of fill that in. Um, but also the plethora of boots outside of that, too. A lot of people just see boots, but they don't understand these corporate boots also have tables. So uh, uh, Jay has to not only order these tables for our dealers, but they also need to order these tables for our um, for our sponsors and our boots and our activations that may need these tables. And then, of course, on the top floor, our kids' trade day, uh, Stephanie Mama Breaks is leading that up. We'll have some tables for the kids to do different activations and, and things of that nature. And I think we're going to keep some tables up for trade night, uh, which we're very, very excited about Friday, Jeremy. Um, Veriswap is sponsoring that. And Jeremy, I know you had some nice words for Raymond and the team and just great guys. I've had a, I had an awesome, awesome, uh, um, awesome time working with Raymond and his team. Raymond had, had texted me on Facebook and said, Hey man, I'm not an email guy. I'm a face. I'm a Facebook guy. I'm direct to the point. And sure enough, like myself, I'm a, I, you know, as young guys, man, we're just like, you know what? Sure. You could use my Facebook and let's knock it out. And sure. 
Raymond took full advantage of that. And uh, man, but we got a lot of things done for uh, for the partnership, and we're very, very uh, blessed to have them on board. And then, of course, Saturday trade night—that's with Card Ladder, and I'm a big fan of Card Ladder. So, so we want to make sure that uh, you know to be able to 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 allow our folks to utilize not only the Card Ladder uh, Card Ladder app, but also Christina and the team—they're very gracious enough to turn their booth not only into a functioning activation to show off Card Ladder, but it's also a booth that. It allows you to charge your phone and charge your devices. So we're going to have a charging station on the second floor. And Jeremy, um, you know, I'm sure you've already showed this on the on the pod where you, you know, you're something die, you know, the different different uh, devices, you know, they, they run out of they run out of batteries. So you got to check your comps. So go to the card ladder booth, be able to charge your phone real quick, you know, say quick, quick little, um, quick little well, thing. They, or two they had a, at, at, at the National EJ, they had. Not only that, the charge the charging station, they also had like a couch. And I mean, it wasn't yep. it wasn't really a public couch, but if you were friends with them, you know, you could have a seat and yeah. chat. And I took advantage of that a few times and chatted with Chris and Christina and the other people who were hanging around there. So that's that's good to hear. That that's that's new, right? Those they haven't been to the Anaheim show before or no. to the Burbank show before. So I'm excited to see them there for sure. That's a that's a great addition to the overall roster. Joe's buddies with them too. It'll be a lot of fun. Here is a Scott Tamora says, what does activation mean? That's a great question because we talk like we know, but what, what does it mean, uh, EJ? I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm very quick to to get all corporate on you guys. A lot of my friends uh, bring up that I am now corporate EJ and I'm too cool yeah. to hang out with. So um, I have to, you know, I bring up R&D, research and development, uh, activation. P&Ls. I don't even know what P&L means because I don't get to see any of it. Profit and loss, buddy. Profit and loss. Profit and loss, but uh, what does activation mean, Scott? Uh, activation, simply put, is um, a certain institution or a certain anybody that that is running an activation. That basically means, like, what does their booth look like in a sense that what does that booth do, right? What is that booth looking to accomplish, and and that that what do they use to accomplish that goal? And they use an activation. So if you go to shows, um, especially card shows, it's, uh, you know, again, we're one of the blessed few that have activations at our show. Most of the time, card shows are just cards, right? But when you go to a CES, when you go to a Comic-Con, when you go to different other shows, you'll see different companies try to lure the consumer to, to get them to not only spend their money, but to do an, a certain action. So that's what an activation is, um, uh, for lack of really better. Yeah, I know. That's a great explanation. And if I'll, I'll just take a different approach and sum it up really quick. It's the corporate booths. A corporate booth yeah. is an activation. And mm -hmm. what are they what are they trying to accomplish there is more of the granular detail that EJ was getting into. But it's quite simple, right? It's quite simply a corporate. And it doesn't have to be corporate. It, it could be anything. It could be anybody behind it. But it's really the corporate setup, the corporate booths. It could be Joe's, uh, yeah, it could be Joe's activation, you know, it's Cali Dreamin' 84. You know, what's his accomplishment? Just to hang with some cool dudes. And I will definitely be at that activation. Joe? I, I had another question because, I mean, this is all fascinating how you've um, developed this and innovated this in, in such short time. Um, in, in listening to FD's show, you know, I, I was lucky enough to hear Jay, who, by the way, has also um, got a, a brilliant collector's mind, especially in the realm of basketball. I was very impressed with his knowledge um, that he was sharing with FD. Um, that was a great podcast. Shout out FD. But um, and you as well. You were on FD's show as well. If I'm understanding it correctly, um, the first floor is the TCG zone. 
ringed with the corporate sponsors and 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 or corporate corporate booths and then the upstairs is looks to be just straight up sports cards what when was the kernel of that vision hatched and um i mean i i I think for for most of us it feels brilliant because it's like we'll know where to go but what do you see as the benefits and or what went into the the ultimate decision to to break it up in that way structurally right so initially it was only going to be the second floor it was only going to be initially the second floor we were going to take whatever we accomplished in ontario and moved it to Anaheim. Now, a lot of people don't know is that, uh, Jeremy, for your Canadian listeners that may not watch football, um, the Super Bowl is basically a national holiday in, in domestically in the States, right? So uh, we well, have- let me, the, I, I gotta stop, oh, I gotta just, it is up here too. The, 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 NFL oh, is, the NFL is as popular in Canada as it is in the US. Let me, it's, gotcha. yeah, it's huge everywhere. It's, it's huge up here too. Right, so including Canada, I was, uh, I was corrected. But um, including Canada, it's it's a national holiday, right? So we had some folks that couldn't make it out, and, and rightfully so. These, these are holidays for some of you guys. These are family events for some of you guys. Some of these guys are just in Vegas, and this is kind of their ritual, right? Some of these guys are just finishing up their uh, fantasy footballs. So they're this is kind of their, like, last hoorah, right, to finish the season off. Um, and we decided that the second floor may not be big enough. And that was actually Jay's idea. Of all people, Jay, again, it goes back to Jay. Jay doesn't get the credit on here. Jay, I, I gave up my marketing talents to Jay because I realized Jay's probably a lot better at marketing than me. And Jay realized, he's like, you know what? If we get the first floor, we will take over that whole building. Because realistically, when you're doing shows, you let's just say you have the second floor. The first floor could be like a pharmaceutical show. And now you don't have that, that real estate to have that whole building. So we decided to... Um, uh, to and again, to Rob's credit as well, and believing in the vision, we decided, you know what, let's get both uh, floors. So now it went from 110,000 square feet to now 230,000 square feet. Um, so, so again, it was a big feat to to do that. And and uh, again, after that, we we kind of realized we're like, dude, did we bite more than what we could chew? Um, but then, of course, as time progressed, we realized, you know what, and we and again, it goes back to even autographs, uh, autograph signers, we. We were toying that possibility of partnering with different autograph um, agencies and and shout out to Mark Ultimate Pastimes, who's a lot of people don't know this. Mark's a big brother to me. He's a mentor of mine. He's one of the first people that genuinely helped me in this industry when um, relative I was a relative nobody in this industry, right? Um, so shout out to Mark on that. I had a, a great amount of calls with Mark because Mark, a lot of people don't know, he has a, an immerse um, experience, years of experience of working with athletes directly. And one of the biggest things that a lot of people don't understand is sometimes working in management is painful and it, it, it is a bit untimely. We've all been to shows where, uh, you know, a certain athlete is going to show up to the show next, thing you know, last minute cancels and we have to refund that ticket or our partners have to refund that ticket when we get the liability. Right. It's almost no secret whenever we partner with, um, you know, different grading companies, uh, we get asked the questions they don't. Right. So we didn't want that liability early. Let's just say if a player doesn't show up, we have to refund these tickets. You know, that's something that we're very proud of is to be able to uh, we don't want it to where folks. Oh, well, Burbank got us, you know, where it's like, oh, it's not refundable, this and that. We want to make sure that it's an experience for everybody. Right. Um, And that's something that at the moment for Anaheim, it just didn't really make any sense for us. So we in turn turned that into more space 
uh, that that um, original space for for signers, we decided to turn that into more boot space of activations that actually made sense for both parties. We didn't just want any company to come out of nowhere and just be like, you know, we're going to have a booth. And just because they were funded and they could afford a sponsorship, we wanted sponsorships actually worked. And and in turn, we decided to move that space. And we had still a good amount of space. And it's no secret, Southern California and even California, especially for the younger crowd, TCG is a big, big play in in in, in Southern California. I mean, you're talking about uh, cart uh, Collecticon, right? You're talking about Card Party, which is a new activation uh, party that I realized, like, uh, man, like, this is really all about the kids. Like, and, and again, there's folks that are Pokemon collectors. I myself, I, 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 I grew up on Pokemon, right? So um, to be able to have that extension with Pokemon was very huge. But um, we didn't necessarily close the door on on uh, autographs and autograph guests, and that's where Memorabilia Network comes in. We had partnered with Memorabilia Network and shout out to Harlan, Dan and the team uh, doing an incredible job. And they decided to uh, bring uh, bring three Dodger, well, two Dodger legends and one that's potentially pending. Um, so we have Fernando Mania um, coming in and then we also have Mike Shosha and then we also have the young rising star um, uh, James Altman. So so we're 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 very excited to have that new incentive at the show. Um, you know, and again, these are officially signers at our show now we've had signers before but these are more kind of collaborative last minute efforts right um again we're just focused on the card show side we were so busy on card show that we didn't really understand the autograph side and we're not saying we're too good for that jeremy we're saying more like we really don't understand it right and um, yeah and and this time around we're able to uh, bring in the memorabilia network and you know if it, if it makes sense uh, you know we'll grow that that side of the card show as well right on i mean i would just think that i mean I'm, I'm not a tcg guy but if i was i would feel very um happy that there is a whole floor where my people are going to be and 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 the assets that i'm interested in will be available and my community will be proximate to each other my only question is is it a stairwell or an elevator or how do you get to the second floor? Well, again, in adding on to the TCG, we partnered with a company called Crossing, which one of, is, is a rising juggernaut company in our industry. They're kind of pretty much the Burbank sports cards of TCG at the moment. And and uh, again, I, I was not very big on, on, on uh, publicizing liquidity, but in the means of uh, the folks that may be sports card folks that may not know what a crossing TCG is and what that company stands for is that they're very big on liquidity. They're very big on buying, buying Pokemon cards and, and TCG cards. And we're very blessed to have them as the lead uh, on the TCG side. So um, that's number one. And then number two on the sense of, uh, and it's a great question, by the way, uh, Joe, yes, we have elevators. Yes, we have escalators. And for those of you guys that are very, very, physically shaped men we have a four stairway for those of you guys that want to challenge yourself now joe that's more you uh jeremy and i we will take the escalators and elevators so uh, so go ahead joe go ahead and knock out your cardio uh, think, uh jeremy I and I, we will save the sweat for later <laughs> yeah no, that's that's going to be awesome though i mean and it's 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 not that the two sectors can't inter- intermingle but I think it just sure. makes it a little easier for everybody to know where they want to go. 
Right. And that's something that people are asking for at the national of genres to make it easier to find what you want. And you guys are, you guys are kind of testing that out. Almost the new management group from the national will take a, a, a page. All right. A couple of comments. Jeremy, will I have a, will you have a dealer booth? I will not have a dealer booth professor. I will be at, at the tag booth and I will. Well, LGC said on surgery, uh, an ode to Shay right now. Mid-Atlantic says, you had me at Fernando. Very good. Professor says that Disney has a licensing agreement with Ravensburger, or no, it's Robinsburger and Lorcana, and those cars will be sold at the Disney parks in September. Very interesting. And then Brian Chu has a question, EJ, will the convention center have food trucks set up outside like at WanderCon? Yes, we have a, a partnership with Airmark. Um, great folks at Airmark, and we will have some food trucks. Um, I don't exactly know what type of food trucks, but you know, outside of the food trucks, uh, Jeremy and uh, Joe had mentioned that they couldn't find something in Ontario. I myself, I'm, I sadly couldn't find anything either. But yeah. in Anaheim, that's the last of the problems. Man, uh, Marriott has three restaurants in the Marriott, but of course, there's Morton's, there's Root Steak house there's different other ones and of course there's maestros uh which uh boosted la has texted me i haven't texted him back but he did say maestros on me on wednesday so i am gonna text him back after that nice all right okay guys listen we're gonna wrap up we're hour 35 in i'm tired i've been kicked out of here once i got my i got back in so uh let's wrap up i want to start by thanking everybody in the chat for especially if you're on the early show thanks for bearing it with us tonight uh over three hours of of uh streaming so thank you guys for joining and for all the great questions and comments in the chat joe thank you as always for uh being willing and able to join look forward to seeing you in a few days on thursday i get in thursday and ej want to just thank you for coming and sharing the information with the audience and uh your passion is is evident but man i I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you in a few days as well and uh thanks for coming on and uh okay a couple comments and i'll get your final comments from each of you so first off uh, lgc says marriott has 24-hour heated pool that's good to know i'm gonna bring a bathing suit this time cool because according to ej i gotta get myself in shape so i'm gonna wear <laughs> he's, he's saying i gotta take the elevator We'll see EJ personal challenge accepted stairs. That's what it is. I'm, I'm messing. Cobra Diamond says uh, food trucks outside is a great idea. Yes, it is. Eric Stefano, thank you for being here. Good to see you in the chat. Final J, uh, Joe, final comments to you. Well, I just want to um, say I'm super excited and I'm also super grateful. Uh, and I'm also, uh, and I, you know, I, I have no reason necessarily to feel this way, but I do feel this way. I feel pride for California hosting this event. Um, so, uh, again, you know, my gratitude to, to you, EJ, to, to Rob, to Jay, to the whole extended family, the family operation. And I look forward to seeing you all and um, having a, a great time together. Thank you so much. Awesome, Joe. Thank you. EJ, final comments, and then we're, we're going to sign off for the evening. 
yeah, I'll piggyback off of this and good night, guys. But um, you know, like what Joe said, man, I mean, it's not it's not an EJ show. It's not a Rob show. It's not just a J show. It's not even a Burbank sports card show. This is our show, uh, not just Southern California, not just not just California, not just the West Coast as a hobby in general. This is our show, guys. I mean, look, I'm as open as could be. Brian Chu, uh, OC Will and Trust, man, uh, you know, we're excited to have you guys. Um, but again, like what sports card uh, professor had said, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram. Now, I may not check the DMs fast, but at the same time, look, guys, if you guys have anything that you guys um, have suggestions and things like that, I take every sort of suggestion, criticism, whatever I can to make this better for you guys. I'm more than willing to listen. So, man, really, really excited to see you guys in a few days. Like what Jeremy had said earlier on, if you guys see us, please do not hesitate to say hi, say what's up, fist bump, all that good stuff, man, because that means a lot to us. So uh, we're very, very excited to see everyone. Jeremy, thank you so much. Joe, you're the man. Um, Man, can't wait to go to bed. (laughs) Right on. All right, guys, you two hang tight one second. Chat, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night. I know it's late. Have a good rest of the weekend. We'll see you all soon. This episode of After Hours on Sports Cards Live is now over. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.